0: Welcome to the Delano Newsmakers podcast, bringing context to the stories that matter in Luxembourg.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Newsmakers. Today we're talking special purpose technology that might seem like something from science fiction. From a robot dog that sprays disinfectant in hospitals to car seats that get buried in backyards after their use for a tree to grow out of them, Luxembourg company Gradel has a hand in all of that. With me today to talk about this is Brad Ellsbury, an engineer at Gradel. Brad, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. So <laughs> before we get into the thick of it with the technical stuff, I want to talk to you about you before Gradel. So I understand that you had a company that you found before in Germany and then you transitioned into Gradel, is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I finished my masters at the Uni Stuttgart uh, in Germany And then I I started a a startup after that and did that for about two years. And then I met uh, the CEO of Gradel, Claude Mack, and we hit it off, and I decided to go work for him after that. And so carry on the technology in the new company.
1: Right, and from what I understand, the company that you found before worked with tailored work for small and medium businesses.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And now you work in Gradel, which boasts quite a catalog of clients. (laughs) ArcelorMittal, Ferrero, Airbus, Guardian, Euroglass, Goodyear, and the list goes on. So how was the jump from working from one company that's different to another that has a more global approach?
0: I mean, uh, for, for me, I was a little startup with like three people. Um, so, I mean, we had a couple big clients. Uh, I worked for Adidas AG uh, as a consultant, and then uh, Magura, which makes these uh, disk breaks. And then sm- some other small companies. But uh, I think the, the playing field got much bigger coming to Gradel. So now there are bigger projects. There's more uh, technical things involved. So it's no longer research. It's more of industrializing. So making it work several thousand times, several million times. So uh, it has been a, an interesting transition. And I work with some probably some of the smartest people in the world. So it's actually really cool to work there.
1: <laughs> All right. That's quite a quite a compliment there for your colleagues. Yeah. Shout um, out to Nicholas. <laughs> that's right. Okay, tell me about what products have you been working on, for example, at uh, Gradel.
0: Uh, so, so right now I um, work for a division called uh, Lightweight, and in that Lightweight, what we do is we we take uh, some some fiber and some. Uh, risen so we call it glue in this instance and we make a matrix and what we do is we we put those two things together the fiber and the risen and we make something that's super stiff out of it and what we do is we actually make components and parts uh we do everything from let's say all the way at the top from aerospace so rockets things like that satellite structures all the way down to earth so we can go down to like the architecture level or maybe even um a like a a pen holder, let's say, uh, so, but they're super lightweight, and that—that's the whole point. So that's what I currently work on now uh, with this new division. But we—we we added like a extra element to industrialize because of Gradel, uh, they're industrial people. Uh, we use robotics to actually wind those type of structures, and so like before, you used to use hands and things like that. Now the team that I work with, we actually make the robot wind all these type of crazy structures all the time. So, yeah. Does that answer your question? Oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> Cool. Yeah, it does.
1: I'm glad that you mentioned robots because oh. I want to talk about the robot dog that <laughs> you guys had a hand in uh, making work a bit differently because it's a robot dog that was designed by Boston Dynamics uh, that a company here in Luxembourg, Stugel Lux, was working. Yeah, yeah. And they called up uh, you guys at Gradel to help you uh, do what exactly?
0: I mean, this whole, like... Covid nineteen, uh, the last couple of years, people are trying to innovate and come up with different ways to to help out, you know. And I, I think the the personnel and the the labor force was kind of hindered in that whole process. So Stugalux came to uh, my boss uh, Claude and asked for a like to to put a like a carriage on this Boston Dynamics dog. And if you've ever seen a Boston Dynamics, it, it autonomously can walk around a building. It can crawl upstairs, it can move, it can see. Uh, It can actually accommodate for people coming and path avoidance and things like that. And so like our main challenge was that this dog has a battery life of 45 minutes to an hour, three hours, something like that, depends. And so our, our whole mission was we have to somehow put disinfectant on this dog's back and have it spray a hospital. And so I mean, it was it was crazy because how do you make water or disinfectant and you have to make a cage that holds it in place. And then you have to put in pumps. You have to put in uh, all these like covering safety systems, dot, 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 battery pack. And how do you make that under a certain weight? And that, that was the big challenge for us. So we we did some conceptual drawings, some things like that. And then we just went out and we actually made it. Uh, I think you can see it on our LinkedIn, like the, the dog and the, the process of it. But it was a, a team of six engineers. Mm-hmm. Right. That, <laughs> that's, that sounds like a lot. That, that sounds a lot.
1: like a big thing to do. So you had to do make it lighter
0: so it can move more
1: freely, right?
0: Yeah, it's the, it's the concept of like e-mobility. So the lighter something is, the further it will go. And so that's our kind of whole mission. Like that's our whole purpose of this unit at Gradell, is uh, make things lighter so things can go farther. It's a nice principle it's easy to easy to come by <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I'm sure you applied some of the stuff that you've used to when you work with the uh, European Space Agency, which shoot uh <laughs> things in in space, and there it's really important that it's lighter
0: yeah definitely um there's like it it comes up all the time in meetings um it costs like three thousand euros per kilogram to launch something into like the the atmosphere and then it's 15,000 to get outside like near the ISS the space station then it's 30,000 to go beyond that and that's per kilo so if you think about it if we can save 2 kilos we save 60,000 euros and that's that's the whole point that's why we're founded so like our technology it depends we're 60% lighter than steel but just as strong in certain directions so that's why that's why we're kind of founded and that's what we're trying to do really is just to save costs on Uh, mass
1: right and I understand you also work on sustainable projects now that's maybe something rather new but what about that car seat that we alluded to earlier
0: (laughs) that's crazy the car seat the car seat was an idea about um, three months ago so like sustainable sustainability I think has two different options it's the, the process chain that's sustainable and it's also the materials that you use and so for, for us at Gradel, like compared to other composites, we're pretty much 99% sustainable. We have like less than 1% of waste cut off, and that's, that's huge in composites. And so the other one is the materials. So like everyone talks about carbon fiber, carbon fiber, carbon fiber. It's expensive, it's lightweight, but now the industry's kind of changing. We use uh, flax fiber, for instance, mm-hmm. linen. We get that from France. We use sustainable uh, risins, such as like, um, oh, there's, there's a couple that's uh, made from beer. Let's mm-hmm. say the leftover of beer. Oh. Yeah. And so there's a whole bunch of different ways to make sustainable products. And the, the life expectancy isn't so long inherently since it's organic. Mm-hmm. So what happens in 20 years, it kind of deteriorates. But if you have a shelf life of a product that's only 10, you don't need it to last a 1,000 years right yeah so that's what goes into the whole can i put it in the ground and bury it and a tree will grow out you know if you put a seed like a tree seed in the composite yeah it'll probably grow after 20 years and that was like the whole concept of like imagine taking a car seat and burying it or not even a car seat a chair let's say you make an architectural chair Mm -hmm. and the life expectancy of the chair is 10 years after you're done put it in the backyard an olive tree comes out yeah and I think that would be something like futuristic and something that we could probably do in the next three years. So we're already working on that now. And with this, this car seat that you mentioned, uh, we are trying to make it 100% sustainable. Circular economy, cradle to cradle, those type of words. So, right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, that, that's actually, I was pretty shocked when I heard that that's even possible. <laughs> you know, it's pretty uh, crazy stuff. H- how does it feel to work on projects like that, that people don't even know it's possible? Honestly? It's, it's tough. No.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, um, these, these projects are all, like, every day I go to work, it's kind of something new. So it's not the same old boring thing, mm. uh, especially, like, this, this car seat. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we make a carbon fiber seat. And then it's like, okay, we get going with the concept and the engineering. And then all of a sudden, like, we change. Okay, we're going to make it sustainable. And it's like, okay, how do we do that? Okay, we're going to use basalt fibers. It's a rock. Basalt, a right. rock, and we turn it into filament like your, like a textile, like a T-shirt. Mm. And then you take that T-shirt, and then we're like, okay, we need sustainable resin. Call LIST, the Luxembourg Institute of Science and Technology. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're like, oh, we have this bio-resin. And you're like, oh, oh, my God. Okay, put it together. Put it together. Okay. Then we mix it, and then before you know it, two weeks later, top engineers, we have a seat that's 99% sustainable. And, and I think that that's, that's pretty interesting. It's, it's still in early development. But we get the concept along so then big players can come in and help us get through with that. And so that's currently what we're working on for the seat. So it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it's really cool stuff. I want to talk about something else, though. I want to talk about what you do in your free time, which is photography. (laughs) And I've seen some of your photos. They're really amazing, to be honest. And I notice very often their portraits of people or the subject is a person. Uh, So as opposed to your job as an engineer where... You deal with machines, so is this a way for you to use your technical skills into something creative?
0: I think it is very interesting. My, my day job, I do deal with a lot of people, you know, meetings, contracts, things like that, you know, and it's very technical and it's, it's almost beyond me. And so I, it's, I think photography in general, you can really I have a more creative side because I'm actually an architect in the States, so United States. And mm-hmm. so I transitioned into this engineering role. So I still have that creative angst. Yeah. And so even like the the videos that we make for Gradell, like I make them personally because I enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. And so photography for me is taking portraits of people. It's still the, the human experience or the feeling, emotions. Yeah. In, in engineering world, it's all cold with numbers and statistics. And I think... As we progress at Gradell, we will be getting into the more uh, design-savvy people, such as the automotive industry or uh, even architecture furniture. Mm-hmm. So that, that will come back, that emotion, to seeing our product
1: Mm-hmm. yeah exactly and does that kind of go full circle with the creativity like it gives you some burst of creativity which you can then use uh, in your job as an engineer at Cradell or does that kind of feed into it
0: the, crea- the creativity mm. I don't know it's actually a good question or it's more like an escape it's an escape okay. let's call it an escape no I think it fuels ideas for creativity um, especially I mean not of people of course but of objects you know close up of an object you start to see other things than what's supposed to be there it's like seeing a face in a cloud it's not really a face but you pull some of those inspirations out and it does show up in the work so mm-hmm. we do we do a couple projects now where we take like a we, we mimic the the bone structure mm-hmm. so imagine a part that it's called um, like we say bionic or biomimicry yeah. and so we take like the the arm structure and the muscle around it So imagine mixing material. So like the bonus metal and the tendons and all the the muscles are carbon. And Mm. so we reinforce parts that way. And that's design. Mm. We're inspired by something else. So if I were to take a picture of like the human form, I'm not thinking about skin, I'm thinking about how that's held together. And I can transition that into the engineering world. And I think those are synergies that are yet to be explored. And so we're doing that now. Yeah. That's, That's pretty, pretty cool. cool right? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Come to my work Are sometime. You? You'll see it. No,
1: <laughs> I, I will. I would love to. Uh, this uh, arm thing that you mentioned is is this something you're working on now or is that just something in general? Uh, like right I,
0: now? It's kind of. I, I took that from my uh, masters. So the integrative technologies. So we look at a lot of biomimicry on how things work. Like Velcro mm-hmm. it was based on like the gecko. And things like that, and suction, and, and so this this fiber muscle, um, bone structure. That's more of uh, it's a technique that's used, but we don't know how to implement it yet. Because if you really think about it, what is fibrous in building construction today? That's strong, and so mm. it's not there yet. So that's what we're currently exploring, and we're seeing it a lot. And I've used it probably two or three times. The same type of uh, typology is what we say. Mm. So yeah, two projects is we're, we're already starting this kind of uh, multi-material, mixed-use, bionic type architecture style. So, mm. right, that's pretty cool.
1: And the photography thing, how long have you've been doing that?
0: Oh geez, the, three years now, I think. Oh, yeah, a long time. Not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a while. I bought my first camera at uh, in London, a used one. Okay. It was uh, it's a Canon Rebel.
1: Okay. Yeah, is and that I, where it all started.
0: That's where it all started in London. And <laughs> now I'm uh now I have more uh photo equipment than a professional photographer, I think. Every every month oh. they just buy new things. It's it's a it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is.
1: I bet it is. <laughs> well then, uh I think that's that in what I wanted to cover now. Okay. But um before I uh you take off, Let's do a quick promo spot. This is kind of your moment to tell us about upcoming projects for Gradel or anything, really.
0: <laughs> Up- upcoming projects. Ooh, that's that's tough. Um, or events. Oh, we got... Uh, so Gradel's going to Germany to like an automotive conference. I, d- I don't remember it off the top of my head, like Lixbau, something, something. Yeah, we'll
1: but, link it in the show notes. Just, just, yeah,
0: but that's that's Germany. But in, in Luxembourg, what we have is... Uh, List the Luxembourg Institute of Science and Technology, they have this Benelux fall meeting uh, in November 16th. Yeah. And so, there, like, Raudel will be there. We actually have a research facility there as well, like a lab. We, we have our robots winding and moving and making parts. So, if you want to see that seat, I think it's going to be there. Oh. Uh, the, we're actually going to wind that structure, perhaps, maybe, I don't know, but I'll be there as well. But we're going to talk about uh, 3D manufacturing or 3d uh, additive manufacturing so it's 3d Mm -hmm. printing it's also our technology it's a bunch of other things so it's also about composites so if you really like sustainable architecture and the composites and carbon fiber and aerospace and everything definitely worth to go to
1: yeah sounds awesome well thank you so much for your time brad it's been a pleasure
0: privilege and a pleasure (laughs) <laughs> Sounds great.
1: And uh, thanks to our listeners, you can find a link to Grado's upcoming events in the show notes. And for those interested in Brad's photography, you can find a link to his Instagram below as well. Right, that's that for today's episode. And we'll catch you in two weeks' time. Until then, take care.
0: Thanks for listening. You can listen to all our podcasts on delano.lu and on all podcast platforms. And subscribe to the Delano newsletter for all the latest Luxembourg news in English. Sign up on Delano.lu.